brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier and on this podcast I chat with small business owners and early career professionals. We discuss their journeys, advice, perspectives, etc. It's always a fun time. Now before we get into this episode, the only big life update I have if anyone cares is that we got our patio in the backyard so we extended the patio outside and we put down pavers and a sitting retaining wall and when I say we I mean the wonderful team who we contracted to do it for us and it looks great and we also surprisingly found patio furniture off of Facebook marketplace yesterday for such a great deal so that was a nice surprise I thought we'd have to wait a couple months or at least a few weeks to purchase that patio furniture but now it's all ready to go and furnished. So that has been very exciting and probably the biggest life update I have um, besides my dogs going crazy in the background. But enough about me. Uh, on today's episode of Virtual Coffee, I had the pleasure of speaking with the co-founder and owner of Barrett's Biscuits and Cookies, Ellen. Ellen grew up watching and helping her grandmothers bake and run their own businesses, and they are really who inspired Ellen to turn her baking passion into a small business. Through Barrett's, Ellen sells handmade cookies and biscuits, which you can order directly from her, or you can buy them at The Optimist and Raleigh Cheesy here in Raleigh, North Carolina. So I know The Optimist is more downtown Raleigh, I think off of Capitol, and Raleigh Cheesy is located in Apex. Um, I actually interviewed Courtney, the founder and owner of Raleigh Cheesy, here on Virtual Coffee. So check out her episode if you're curious about her story. But today we are here to hear about Ellen and her journey. And before we head into the episode, as always, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review Virtual Coffee on the Apple Podcasts app. That really helps others discover us and listen to our episodes. You can also follow us along on social media, Instagram, Facebook, etc. It's all at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's hear from Ellen. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you so much for being on Virtual Coffee today. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. So to kick things off, give our audience a bit of background on Barrett's, perhaps your mission, kind of how the business came to be. Let's just get the conversation started with a sneak peek. So Barrett's started back in 2016, I guess, with one of my best friends that I work with. I actually have a corporate career still have that today. Uh, Barrett's is kind of something I do for fun on the side. Um, And her and I were just sitting at our desk, kind of having pipe dreams and daydreams, you know, (laughs) what would be something fun to do. And I've always loved to bake. People have asked me to bake for them before because they either don't like to do it or they just don't feel like they're good at it. So they'll be like, I need for my kids school. Can you make cupcakes or cookies or whatever? So I've always enjoyed it. Uh, I grew up with a grandmother who actually both my grandmothers own their own business. Um, My grandma was in the restaurant business, which is where the inspiration for Barrett's came from, um, is my grandmother. 
on my dad's side. And my friend Laurel is very artistic. And so we thought she would be great to handle like things like a website and a logo. Um, and we wanted to get into the wedding industry and do like cookie and biscuit bars and tables for weddings and just kind of pivoted a little bit. We found mm -hmm. the wedding industry to be somewhat difficult to break into, especially with food, if you're not a caterer, because certain caterers don't want to work with someone else that's providing food, unless it's like a traditional cake or something. So yeah, we just decided like maybe that wasn't our thing. And then I randomly fell into the world of wholesale and it just ended up working out for me and kind of my... I don't want to say business model because that sounds very formal, but <laughs> ultimately, I guess it was like an informal business model. Um, it gave me a chance to be in a brick and mortar location and multiple locations mm -hmm. and not have to own one. And I can still maintain my corporate career. Um, right now, I have two uh, wholesale accounts in the Raleigh area. One is in Apex with Raleigh Cheesy and one is downtown Raleigh at the Optimist. So that's really where we are right now is I mainly do everything now. Laurel is really focused on her corporate career. Not that I'm not focused on that, but <laughs> this is just something that I love so much because it reminds me of my grandma. So I enjoy doing it for that reason. So yeah, we do the two corporate accounts right now and some side orders. I do still do some weddings if people reach out and want something for weddings or reception, um, rehearsal dinner. I will definitely still do that. But yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. It's a great way to meet people too. So I've met a lot of really nice, helpful people in the area. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds uh, similar to why I love doing this podcast, right? A big piece of that is meeting and chatting with people who I never would have met unless I had the podcast. So yeah, that's excellent. I, I love the family inspiration too. Yeah, it's interesting to hear how you guys first started in the wedding industry, but then pivoted and almost subcategorize that. Because like you said, I'm sure you still do weddings if people request that, but it's not your yeah. main industry. Right. Um, yeah, that's cool. And how, how could people like, can people place orders with you or are you mainly host wholesale? No, people can definitely place orders. Um, okay. so I have a website. It's barrettscookies.com. And there's a contact us section on the website where they can just drop their information and what they're interested in. And then it automatically comes into, you know, my email. A lot of people will just send me DMs on Instagram uh, sometimes DMs on Instagram can be a little wonky. So if <laughs> yep. Instagram isn't functioning properly, uh, sometimes it takes me a little longer to respond because that maybe haven't been notified of it. But those are the two most popular ways is probably, you know, either on our Instagram account or via our website, you could definitely contact us and, you know, let me know what you're interested in. And, you know, I, I love to do personal orders. Yeah. So. No, that's awesome. And if people want to try, you know, a cookie or two, they can go to Raleigh Cheesy or The Optimist, right? Yep, for sure. Yeah. And then sometimes we'll have them at Michael's English Muffins, which is okay. uh, also in Raleigh um, off of Capitol. And she also just has amazing English muffins. So even if the cookies aren't there, I would still suggest <laughs> people go. But we will occasionally um, do cookies 
uh, at her location as well. And okay. I would love to do more, but obviously one person there's like capacity right. <laughs> bandwidth and stuff. So for sure. And are you able to ship at all or are you uh, remaining local right now just because of the logistics of shipping? So before the pandemic, I was doing some shipping, okay. um, obviously with especially the weather in Raleigh and just overall how weather is warming. I hate to say global warming, but really global warming. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it does present challenges with food that don't have preservatives to ship because you don't really know, even if you ship it like today, you don't know how long it's sitting on a truck out in the right. heat. So I am kind of selective when I ship, but I will ship if it's if it's the right decision for the product and the customer. My goal okay. is always to make sure the customer gets that most fresh quality product because they're purchasing it. And obviously I want them to get something delicious that they have paid for. So yeah, and then obviously Christmas can present challenges the past couple of years. Mm -hmm. Christmas shipping has been horrible. Yeah. Um, and also if I already kind of have a relationship with the person and I know them, um, I'm a little more flexible. Um, so obviously like family, friends and stuff, right. you know, I'll ship whatever to them because it's yeah. like, hey, I'm just warning you. But most customers, I'm very open and honest with some of the opportunities that shipping can cause, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's actually, I never thought about that for food businesses, like with the heat and all the shipping delays that have been happening over the past year too, really, I think because of the pandemic, like you, yeah. that's so risky because you're right. Like, you know, even my Amazon orders, you know, will be delayed, but with food, like you said, you never know how long they're sitting there. So right. yeah, I'm sure that yeah. that has posed a lot of challenges for food businesses. Yeah. Can you describe some of the like cookies and things you bake, like maybe dive into your, your favorite bake or what you provide to Raleigh Cheesy and the Optimist, just kind of give an, our audience an idea of what you produce and make. Sure. So obviously the name Barrett's Cookies and Biscuits. Um, so I bake a ton of stuff. I love baking all the things, but for the business, I really focus on cookies and biscuits. Okay. Um, the biscuits again, coming from my grandmother and cookies have just always been my favorite dessert. We have our full menu on the website for the cookies. Our cookies are really something that as Raleigh Cheesy once told me, she said, they just taste like home. And that's <laughs> really the goal is I yeah. wanted to create a cookie that just it felt like you got it out of your grandma's kitchen or, you know, it kind of would provoke a sense of nostalgia when you ate it. That's very deep to say, like, eat a cookie and, like, I want you to have all these, like, feelings and memories and stuff. <laughs> but that's really, you know, the foundation yeah. of, of why I started this. You know, our cookies are not, I kind of call it Instagram food, which has really become very popular. It's like the wow factor in a picture. Yeah. You know, how pretty can it be? How outrageous can it be? And that definitely has its place. But for me, that's not my goal. It's not about just a pretty picture because a pretty picture doesn't taste good necessarily. So we stick to very classic flavors as well. I have a couple that are a little, my grandma would probably be like, what are you doing? But the classics are like the chocolate chip, the M&M, oatmeal chocolate chip, 
a little more adventurous. We have funfetti. So it's kind of, who doesn't love funfetti cake? It's like that in cookie form. (laughs) Cookies and cream, people love that one. So that has like an Oreo inspiration to it. Some of the crazier ones that I'm not sure my grandma would bless are (laughs) um, oatmeal butterscotch bacon. Mm, Um, Interesting. Yeah. So it's it's a cinnamon oatmeal base. Okay. And then I put butterscotch chips in it. And then on top and a little bit inside the cookie, I will put actually make fresh bacon. So I don't use like bacon bits Mm -hmm. or, you know, anything like that, like fresh fried bacon, a little bit in the dough, crumble some on top and then drizzle it with a cream cheese icing. Um, That one definitely has, you know, it's same day consumption because of the bacon, Mm -hmm. but um, that's probably the most adventurous, like off the wall flavor. I also do a sweet and salty, which is really good. So it's like the M&M cookie, but then I throw in pretzels and potato chips and put sea salt on top. So I do have a couple that I went a little more adventurous with just for those who want something a little off the wall. And then for my biscuits, again, straight out of grandma's kitchen. Mm -hmm. They aren't fancy artisan biscuits. They are just pure Southern buttermilk biscuits. I have buttermilk, cheesy chocolate chip, blueberry, cinnamon sugar. Um, So throw some things in there, but they all start with that foundation that I learned from my grandmother at her restaurant. Those sounds so I'm totally with you too on the getting a feeling of, you know, biting into a cookie or a biscuit. Like I think that's totally true. You know, food can bring back so many memories, so many feelings. And I it really does sound like you go for that truly, like you said, feels like home vibe when you're when you're eating eating your cookies and biscuits so yeah that's that's excellent yeah and then I know you asked about what you could get at the Optimist and Raleigh Cheesy so they do just stock the cookies um the Optimist they pretty much always will stock um chocolate chip M&M cookies and cream and funfetti Mm -hmm. and then Raleigh Cheesy traditionally will have chocolate chip and funfetti uh she will sometimes order you know maybe cookies and cream or toss it up a little bit but those are really the staples so there are definitely some flavors that you can only get if you order directly from me and then the biscuits are also just ordering directly for me so we don't do wholesale for the biscuits because similar to what we discussed with shipping I'm very transparent with how I believe the biscuits are best um, Mm -hmm. which is you know one to two day consumption again it's not you know a chain brick and mortar biscuit that may have Mm -hmm. preservatives or any biscuit is best fresh out of the oven right so if people order biscuits for me I really do my best to make sure those are baked like an hour or two before I deliver them oh wow as fresh as yeah as fresh as possible excellent yeah that sounds just so delicious um and do you come up with your own recipes it sounds like definitely inspired and perhaps pulled from some of your grandmother's recipes um some of those crazier cookies like did you build that from scratch yeah so pretty much you nailed it a lot of it came from my grandma my grandma was not the greatest cookie baker I will say that (laughs) um she did okay with like the peanut butter blossoms at Christmas Mm -hmm. time but chocolate chip and stuff she was a thin crunchy cookie uh lady and I am a thick 
soft, buttery cookie girl. Mm. So, um, but she does love my cookies. So it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of it honestly um, was trial and error. I think cookies are kind of fun because they're so subjective. Some people, like I said, they love those thin, crispy cookies. Some people don't care. They just want a cookie. Mm -hmm. And other people love just cookie dough. You know, it's like everyone has like their idea of what the perfect cookie is. And I used to be a person who was like, I kind of don't care. I don't really care for crunchy cookies, but I really just love chocolate chip cookies. I'll pretty much eat whatever as long as Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a nut in it. And do not come at me with oatmeal raisin cookies like If someone asked me to bake an oatmeal raisin cookie, I refuse because I think they're like the biggest disappointment in life. Yeah. When you pull one and you think it's chocolate chip and you bite into it and you're like, that is a raisin. Um, So yeah, I I, I just like, I can't do it. I cannot Mm -hmm. bake an oatmeal raisin cookie. Yeah. So the chocolate chip, I actually, funny enough, um, my favorite place to visit especially in North Carolina is Biltmore I'm not getting paid Mm. to say that that just literally is my favorite place to go and their coffee shop by the house used to have the most delicious chocolate chip cookies and I got one one time and I was like that is the ideal chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. like that is it and I'm I was just determined to come home and like recreate that (laughs) and I didn't obviously completely recreate that because who knows how they made that but just the texture of it and just the softness and it kept the softness right it wasn't like soft because it was fresh out of the oven or because it was underbaked it was just genuinely that soft that was what I was going for so it was a lot of trial and error and same for most of the cookies. It was just kind of playing around and making a batch and saying okay that works that doesn't work The benefit of having my corporate job, too, in this is that I have a ton of people who are always welcome and willing to taste test for me. (laughs) True. Um, So with my s'mores cookie, I did a bunch of different iterations with the marshmallows. Mm -hmm. Should I use marshmallow fluff? Should I use dehydrated marshmallows? Should I use regular marshmallows? So I took like all three of those in and have people testing them and saying, Mm -hmm. I like this. I don't like this. And that's really fun too, because we know when you work in an office or when you work, used to work in an office Mm -hmm. all of the time, people love Love when people bring things in. So that's how I did most of my recipes. Um, and I still just have them all handwritten downstairs mm. on like crumbly pieces of paper that have butter all over them. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks like a recipe you get from your grandma's house. Mm-hmm. No, that's so neat. I love the different places or or shops or people where you're getting inspiration from to combine into your own recipe and your own cookie. That that's cool. It puts a lot of love into it and and like different aspects of it, right? It's like partially from your brain, partially from inspiration from someone else's cookie and other recipe. Uh, I think that's a cool way to do it. It sounds fun. And I'm I'm totally with you on bringing things into the office. I I'm just a hobby baker. You know, I like to do it every once in a while, but that's uh, it's just me and my husband in our house, in our home. So I'll just bring whatever we have left over into the office and everyone loves it. So yeah, they get can so totally, yeah, can totally relate to that. I'm sure you're the uh, office favorite because of that. Back uh, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Hate it. I'll say that. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. And speaking of that, that corporate job, 
how do you balance it all? I mean, what's what's the behind the scenes look like when you know you're you're baking either to put your cookies in the Optimist or Raleigh Cheesy, or you're baking in order. Like, are your weekends just all baking? Are you able to balance it? What's what's that like? It takes a very organized person mm-hmm. to do this. If anyone out there is thinking about doing it. I've always been very structured and detailed and organized almost to the point that it's a negative thing Mm -hmm. um, because it's so intense. And a lot of people will ask me, do you, you know, do you want to leave corporate to just do cookies? And a lot of people do that and have success with it. And a lot of people do that and don't have success with it. You know, for me, like I said, growing up and seeing my grandma, you know, having her restaurant and that was her only source of income um I saw how much work it took and the hurdles and the opportunities and yeah it takes a lot to own your own business whether it is your full-time job or your side job I do a lot of planning on my calendar so with just having the two wholesale accounts I know when they need to be replenished Both Raleigh Cheesy and The Optimist, they are the kindest people, the individuals that own those businesses. They get it, right? They're small local businesses too and entrepreneurs and they understand and they are like so beyond flexible, which is amazing to work with people like that. So normally like with The Optimist, I deliver to them twice a week Um, and my corporate job starts at 8 a.m. So I'll get up at like, I normally will bake the night prior And then I get up at like 6.30 in the morning and I go downtown and get back home with my Optimus coffee Yeah, and am sitting at my computer by 8 o'clock. Or if I need to, you know, if you ordered cookies for me, Mm -hmm. I would tell you I could, you know, meet you during lunch or I could do it after 5. And a lot of people, I think, sometimes don't understand like, oh, I want cookies. Why can't she just do it? Yeah. You know, because not everybody realizes that I also have a corporate job because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't constantly put that out there. So unless you're reading my website or, you know, you go back into Instagram and you find a bio, you may not be aware. Um, but I do request for individual orders a four day minimum notice. Um, and then again, it just goes even if you give me a four day minimum notice, if I have something, you know, a large work project or something going on with family. At my age, I'm really lucky that I have learned my capacity, mental and physical. And so if it's something that just I just don't have time to allocate to, I will just be honest and say, you know, I don't have availability that day. So it just it goes back to a lot of planning and knowing what you can do, because at the point that you overdo or you run yourself into the ground trying to please everyone, um, you get burnt out and that's when it doesn't become fun anymore. No, for sure. I, I really appreciate that honesty and your confidence in being honest in your capacity. Like like you said, I think it takes a while to really learn that and own that and know when you're just pushing yourself way too far. And like you said, it doesn't become fun anymore. And that applies to anything like a corporate yeah. job, a hobby, a small business. So I think that's a great piece of advice. And I really 
love that you're sharing your story that you do have this full-time corporate job that you're also very passionate about because I feel like some people might feel intimidated if they have a hobby they want to turn into a small business that they have to quit everything and go all in. And that can be really, really scary. You're proof that you don't have to do that. And of course, you know, there's limitations in that. Like, like you said, Mm -hmm. if you have a busy project, you might have to turn down orders or what have you. But it's about what makes you happy and what balance makes you happy. You know, maybe you don't want to go all in and that's totally okay, but you can, you can find the best of both worlds. You know, don't be scared to Mm -hmm. start for sure. I think I have seen a ton during the pandemic. I think people just have kind of caught on that you can do this kind of thing. And so people are just like, okay, I can bake. And then they start something. There is a right way to go about it. Just because you can bake a cake does not necessarily mean that you should be selling those cakes. Sure. So there is there is a lot to learn. You do have to do your research and go about it in the right way that works for you and that works for kind of your target customer. But yeah, I get asked a lot by friends like, oh, you know, how's your cookie business doing? And I think sometimes when people hear that I'm just in two locations and I shouldn't say just because I'm Mm -hmm. adding to the issue that I'm getting ready to talk about, you know, don't you want to do more or can't you do more? You know, Two locations is nothing, as my grandma would say, that's nothing to sneeze at. And it's not that I don't want to do more or I couldn't do more. I could do more. There are so many businesses in Raleigh who want to support other local small Mm -hmm. businesses that sure, I, I could probably go out and get more accounts, but it's it's making sure that the people who were there with you in the beginning are getting service yeah. and getting the same quality and attention that you originally gave. I think also people get caught up in like Instagram followers nowadays. Mm-hmm. How many followers can you get? Oh, well, this this cookie business or this cake business has 6,000 and I only have 2,000. They must be so much better than me. That is not... An Instagram follower number, it doesn't necessarily equate. So I think Instagram has just, you know, kind of added to that pressure and can also add a level of intimidation for people who are thinking about doing this. Because even if you have a personal Instagram account, you go down a very dark rabbit hole of comparing, you know, well, she has nicer clothes. She has you know, a nicer house or goes on fancier trips. Why am I not doing that? You know, you constantly are just like, why, 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 why not Mm -hmm. me? You know, and it's, but what you don't realize is somebody else is probably looking at your page and saying the same thing, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I've, and I've talked to other people who own businesses, photographers, I mean, not just in the food world, but talk to some photographers who say the same thing. It's so hard to not compare yourself and get caught up in the numbers of followers and the number of likes and what other people are doing. You know, they might have five wholesale accounts and mm-hmm. I have two wholesale accounts. That doesn't mean they're better than you. That doesn't mean they're more successful than you. You have to just just really put on your blinders and just find the confidence that you had when you started. I'm totally with you. I think 
just incredible pieces of advice in there. And the Instagram thing is so true. I mean, even with virtual coffee, I find myself every once in a while being like, oh, well, that podcast has so many followers and they started after me. And I have to physically and mentally pause myself and think, wait, sure, I could post every single day if I wanted to and go all in on, on social media and promoting it. But I also have a corporate job. And it's about understanding the give and take, right? If I decided yeah. to go all in on the podcast, well, then there goes my, you know, three days a week of going to the gym and being able to watch a TV show with my husband, being able to walk my dogs. And those are things I don't want to give up right now. Right, um, right. So that's how I, you know, come, am able to come to the conclusion that the podcast is my hobby and I get the amount of enjoyment I want to get out of it. And that's yeah. what's important. Um, and yeah, it's very easy to get caught up in the social media thing and seeing other successes, especially when, of course, people only post the successes, right? I right. mean, same for me, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's very easy to forget that like they also struggled or how many years have they been going at it? Or there's just so many factors you don't see. You don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And just kind of speaking of the the future of of Barrett's and and your life, where do you see that going? I mean, do you just kind of see riding the train, right, and seeing where it takes you? Um, it sounds like you know you're very dedicated to your corporate job right now. Um, but what what does the future kind of look like for you? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of like what you said. Um, you know, right now I'm just enjoying it, kind mm-hmm. of riding the wave. You know, it's been five years, and we have had yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've grown very slowly and intentionally. Um, and that's totally, that's totally fine with me mm-hmm. because similar to you, you know, I have a family, you know, we're trying to buy a house right now, which if anybody in Raleigh is trying to buy a oh, house yeah. right now, <laughs> I don't need to go on about that. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, obviously family for me is first, Yes, I have my corporate job and that provides me with, you know, amazing benefits and 401k and insurance and so Mm -hmm. many, you know, big girl things um, that owning my own business would not provide me with. And I'm very proud at where I am in my corporate career. Um, I've worked very hard to get where I am and it's not something like you said that I'm willing to give up right now. But it's great to know if something happened, right, if we had like another 2008 if anybody was working during that time and not in college, um, I was working during that time and I actually got laid off. Um, so I was one of the people who, yeah, lost their job during that terrible time. So, you know, if something like that happened again, heavens forbid, cause I know we all were kind of like freaked out last year at the height of the pandemic is like, are we going to have jobs? What's happening? It was comforting to know I had something like in my back pocket. Yeah. That's not to say if something happened with my corporate job, I wouldn't try to find another one. But it's like in the meantime to know that I have something that I am also very passionate about with the cookies and biscuits. And I could take that time and really run with it Mm -hmm. and see how far I got. And if it worked out, it worked out. So I don't want to say I don't have a plan because that doesn't sound intentional. And I do try to be, you know, very aware of what's going on. And I am a planner. But right now I'm just happy with where things are. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll see like who, 
if there are any like small business owners out there or bakers that do this, it's like, who doesn't have that little, like, Oh, I'd love to have this magical little store with like whimsical decor and like pictures of my grandma's house on the wall and like Mason jar, you know, like Mm -hmm. door who doesn't think about that. But then you're like, Oh, I have to pay bills. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the, the adult in me pops back out and you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, wait, not right now. So who knows? We'll see where it goes. I think Raleigh, I'm not from Raleigh, but I do think Raleigh, um, is very welcoming and supportive of small local businesses. Um, so I think if it's something that you wanted to do, I think this is a great area to do it in. Mm -hmm. I have seen in the past, like I said, the past couple of years with the pandemic, especially, and just in general, I feel like cookies have become the cupcake of sorts. They're like, what was it like five or 10 years ago? It was like cupcakes were all the rage. Like right. had nobody ever seen a cupcake before, you know, it was just kind of like, why are cupcakes all of a sudden yeah. so popular? Like, you know, the Pillsbury Doughboy invented cupcakes a long time ago, folks. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I feel like that's kind of cookies now is cookies are very trendy. Um, It's how much, how big can you make them? It's very Insta food. And I don't think that's like a real title. That's just what I say. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how much can I cram into them? You know, it's like, get the video of me breaking it apart and going everywhere. And I've done that too. Um, I'm not like throwing shade. I've also done the cookie breaking videos. I try to Mm -hmm. steer away from them now because I feel like it's too trendy of sorts. But, you know, you also have the larger corporate cookie chains. And I don't know that I can legally say them on a podcast, but there's one in particular who there's, there are a ton of locations in Raleigh now. They come yep. in pink boxes. Yep. <laughs> um, you sound like you know who I'm talking about. I, I think I'm with um, you. <laughs> and I have sampled those cookies. So if, if yeah, mm-hmm. if there's a cookie out there, I'm going to go out there and sample it and see right. how it measures up. Um, and they're not bad. They're great fresh, but people love them, right? And they yeah. are they are a good balance of Insta food versus taste. Sure. They are actually good, um, but they also make great pictures so yeah the cookie market I feel like has just kind of expanded and it'll probably level set just like cupcakes right people still love cupcakes but it's Mm -hmm. not it's not like all the rage that it was and I'm probably dating myself by even using the word or phrase all the rage but whatever (laughs) um so yeah cookies are just like super super popular right now and again how long have cookies been around but it's like suddenly you know what's the craziest flavor you know, people put right. blue dye in them and call them the cookie monster cookie or how much, right. you know, some people will be like, you know, it's, it's a chocolate chip cookie with M&Ms and pretzels and nerds and mm-hmm. marshmallows and cornflakes and cake pops. And, and it's just like, where's the cookie? Do-? You know, it's yeah. like by the time you get to the end of the ingredient list, it's like, what kind of cookie was that again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, you know, cramming all the things into cookies. And it's kind of, it's interesting for me to see because I am someone who I have my menu and a lot of people would say you shouldn't do this, but I don't really create new flavors. There are occasional seasonal flavors, you know, like I love pumpkin. So I have a pumpkin Mm -hmm. chocolate chip for the fall, but in general, I'm not out there experimenting or trying to keep up with what everyone else is doing. Because again, that's, that's not, 
my mission or the foundation of my brand. Right. My grandma stuck to her fried chicken and she had like a, a Southern buffet style fried chicken and biscuit restaurant in my hometown. And she fed that county and neighboring counties. I mean, generations of families. And she, she stuck to what she knew. She didn't care what her competition was doing. She didn't care if people wanted something different. Um, she had her set menu and she made that menu for over 30 years. And I kind of do that that same thing. I love seeing what other people are doing. I love seeing the insane cookie flavors. Um, I love trying the insane cookie flavors, but they're not for me to make. So yeah, that kind of goes back to not just comparing yourself, but knowing again, having that confidence and knowing there is technically space for everyone when you're comparing or you're like, you know, like kind of feeling down on yourself for what you're doing and maybe feeling like you should change. Like just stick to you and know that your niche is for someone just like what the other person is doing is for someone as well. Like there is really enough space for everyone to play the game. Yeah. I I think this is just incredible insight because to your point about the Instagramable food, and I really love that phrase. I, it's so trendy and it could change like in a day of what's trendy, right? To your point right now it's cookies. Maybe tomorrow it's, at just some totally other category insane waffles yeah (laughs) yeah yeah and then what happens to that business that was only following the trends like now they have to shift to waffles like that's a completely different business and to your point how you say you just stick to your mission and what's important to you and I think in my opinion I think that gets you further uh longer right than just sticking with the trends I mean the trends is more that instant gratification almost instant success but what you're doing is really playing playing the long game and I would think it would make you as the business owner happier because you're really sticking to what's you know within your heart rather than just yeah. what society is is leading you to or directing you to yeah 100% I think that's just really good advice because I'm sure it's tempting to want to just do the stuff that will go viral right yeah yeah, yeah. With like TikTok now it's not easy to go viral, but I think it's easier to go viral than it was, you know, five, 10 years ago. Um, yeah, for sure. And see, like, I don't do TikTok. Yeah. It's just not my thing. Sure. You know, I don't even really like Facebook. Uh, I have my Instagram linked to a Facebook just because, but I mean, right. in general, I just focus on Instagram. But yeah, it really does. Like some of the small businesses I've seen, like they've just had And I don't want to say it's luck because they have really worked hard for it as well. But there is obviously some luck involved. They have one viral post. Um, One person I know about, they were telling me um, their relative, they as like a a small business. I don't know if it's like her main business or a side hustle. But just one thing she did, somebody picked it up and it went viral. And so there are other people in this area who do the same thing she does. And they, they do it as beautifully some people don't do it as beautifully but there are you know there's definitely definitely competition there but if you looked at the follower count on her instagram it's far above because yeah. she went viral so you know you have to figure do you want to play that game i don't right. want to play that game if hey if somebody picks me up and i go viral it will be pure luck it's not that i didn't work to make the picture or work to make the product right but i i don't want to again go down that dark social media rabbit hole 
and tried to try to go viral. Does that make right. sense? I don't know if I'm like no, it does it correctly. I think it's awesome when that happens to people. I mm-hmm. think it's like crazy how that happens. It's kind of like lightning striking somehow. So yeah, I mean, obviously, if it happened to me, I wouldn't be like, oh no, right? Um, <laughs> but I'm not out there constantly thinking, what can I wake up and create today that could make me go viral? Yeah, I'm thinking, okay, what do I need to to make today or what do I need to bake today to continue to support the optimist or Raleigh cheesy or do you have any weddings coming up or, you know, like I'm constantly thinking of just maintaining while supporting my actual life, paying attention to my husband, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that's also a thing. And then also because I'm not from here or, you know, I don't have my family here. So that's like an added level of something I have to factor in is how, you know, if I want to go home for a weekend and see my friends, I really have to plan because I'm not going to be, like you said, I use the weekends to make mm-hmm. my cookie dough um, and to sometimes bake as well. So if I'm out of town, I lose that, I lose that time. So I have to plan to make sure I have enough dough so when I get back or have enough time so when I get mm-hmm. back, my accounts aren't without So, yeah, it kind of adds, like, a little layer of complexity, I guess. Yeah. I'm totally with you on the not chasing the viral piece of it. Because, yeah, yeah, if you're only chasing that, you just lose the essence of why you started. It's just so easy to get lost in that. And then what are you left with? You know, a viral post and maybe you can't even I don't know like when a post goes viral like that and you get so many orders can yeah like I wouldn't even, even keep be up? able to maintain. yeah yeah right like I wouldn't right. be able to I mean I would be like having to bribe my husband yeah to help me or like I'd be like Laurel come back I, you know mm-hmm. like I'd be like yeah, right. my friends down here yeah so it's like can you even keep up with if it goes viral exactly. um because there are a lot of things that would come with that so yeah it's just you know, sometimes being small isn't a bad thing. Right. And I'm saying that as someone who's five foot two. (laughs) I'm actually five foot one, but five foot two. So yeah. (laughs) Um, So however you want to take the word small, Mm -hmm. being small is not a bad thing all the time. Yep. I totally agree. And I, yeah, I think it's in this day and age with all social media, it's easy to forget that and not think that's true. You know, sometimes you, you see small as a failure. Right. Right. Or that you're not doing enough. You're mm-hmm. not doing enough. And like that yeah. is not at all, not at all what it is. Exactly. No, totally, totally agree. Totally with you. On a totally different note, why the name Barrett's? Is that a last name of someone? Like where'd that name come from? It is my middle name. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I always forget <laughs> to ask um, my guests like where the name came from. And I was like, oh, I need, I need to ask her. <laughs> Yeah, it's my middle name. Um, cool. I always growing up, I hated it because people would like rhyme it with parrot. You know, mm. I mean, kids have always been kids. Mm-hmm. You know, Ellen would be melon. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> but as an adult, I've really actually come to appreciate the name my parents gave me, both my first and middle name, um, because it's unique. So normally, if I hear Ellen, it's me. You know, whereas mm-hmm. like a Jessica, like five people turn their heads. Sure. So yeah, I kind of appreciate the uniqueness of my name and I really love Barrett. I almost wish I had like just gone by Barrett for my whole life. 
sorry to my parents, whichever one picked out Ellen. And then really when Laurel and I started talking, the biscuits actually came first because nobody was really doing biscuits that I knew of in the area on a small level. And we just thought Barrett's biscuits have like a good iteration. Is that what you call it? Iteration? Uh, and there's like a rhythm to it kind of yeah yeah I forget yeah. what that's called but I know um, what you mean <laughs> um so yeah we just thought that sounded I don't want to say cute but I don't know it just sounded mm-hmm. good and it was unique like I looked up Barrett's and I didn't see any Barrett's cookies or anything like that like it's not a super common name yeah and then really like if you ever have like a business card or you see one of my business cards the name on it is Ellen Barrett like I just dropped my last name in general I I joke with my husband that like I should just legally change my name to Ellen Barrett (laughs) um so yeah that that's where it came from and again because the foundation really is family you know it just kind of adds another nod that I use my name that sounds more narcissistic than a nod but you know it's just using using what my parents gave me, I guess. Yeah, using your your natural brand or your given yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that makes sense. It's a nice story. I love it. Excellent. Well, my last question, Ellen, that I end all my episodes with is: In this moment, what is your proudest accomplishment? And it can be related to Barrett's, can be totally on a different topic. Just kind of that first thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your proudest accomplishment is. That's a very deep question. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like end it with a heavy hitter. Yep. <laughs> um, probably just being able to balance a corporate career mm-hmm. and having the courage. This sounds like two things, but having the courage to start Barrett's and being able to maintain it with my corporate job. A lot of people at my corporate job, especially now since we're not in the office, they don't necessarily even know that I have my own business. I don't want to say because I balance it so well, but because I balance it so well, um, you know, it doesn't take away from my corporate performance. Um, So I think it says a lot for anyone out there who can balance a full-time corporate job, which is very demanding, start something that you're very passionate passionate about and own it and you know, develop a brand really that's you, you know, your logo and your product and you're out there networking. That takes a lot of courage. And then also balancing family. You touched on your husband and your dog and, you know, balancing all those things is a lot. So Mm -hmm. for anybody who's doing that out there, go, you go. (laughs) Uh Good for you. That should be like your biggest accomplishment is just doing it and waking up every day and making it all work. Right. Yeah, totally. And yeah, congratulations on, on everything you've achieved so far and and that balance that, that you strive for. I think you're a really good inspiration for others who want to pursue their, their passions and their hobbies even further and potentially turn them into a business. So congratulations on, on everything so far, Ellen. Well, yeah. congratulations on your podcast. <laughs> Thank you. It sounds like you're doing the same thing. So. Thank you. Go you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, And before we sign off here, where can people find you and Barrett's social medias, website, et cetera? Shout them all out. Yeah. So I've shouted these folks out already, but they deserve many more. Um, The Optimist, it's downtown Raleigh, kind of um, in the Mordecai area. Raleigh Cheesy, right now she has her Apex location. Um, It's super cute. So go check her out. 
Uh, if you'd like to order directly from me, you can go to our website, barrettscookies.com under the contact us section. Just send us your info, what you're interested in, what date you're thinking. You may want some cookies or biscuits and we will definitely get back to you. Or you can find us on Instagram, Barrett's Cookies, and follow us. We have pictures, tons of pictures, not always cookie-breaking videos or, <laughs> you know, Insta-food. But you'll still still get lots of content with all things butter. We love butter. <laughs> and you can shoot us a DM as well if you want to order or leave a comment. I constantly look at Instagram. So if you are commenting or something, thank you for commenting and liking and following. I'm sure everybody knows how important that is to local businesses. So just make sure you guys are all doing that for your favorite local businesses. For sure. Well, thank you so much, Ellen, for being on Virtual Coffee. And I hope everyone checks you out and Barrett's. But thank yeah, you so thank much. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you today.